Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host as always, Alex, and with me today I have Mitch. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. You know, surviving in this uh, crazy world we find ourselves in, but um, we'll try not to dwell too much on uh, on viruses and isolation and all that sort of thing, but um, talk more about City and... Um, you were lucky enough to be over in Hull itself a couple of, well, it would have been about a month ago now, wasn't it? Um, to mm-hmm. watch to watch us play Leeds and Stoke. So just starting with, how was your experience of heading over there for the first time? Um, in terms of the games, I wouldn't say I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was really cool to um, to see the city that I've, that I've looked at from afar, from the other side of the world um, for a good 15 odd years. So just walking around the city, just just seeing things that I've heard of or that I've read about or just seen photos of was really cool. Um, obviously, the games themselves will talk about <laughs> them. Um, but it just just the experience of it all was, was good to finally get it done and tick something off my bucket list. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, yes, the results weren't fantastic, but I guess starting with the Leeds game, you know, what, what could be better than playing Leeds at home in a Yorkshire derby as, as your first taste of live city football? Um, heading to the stadium, I guess the atmosphere would have been buzzing. It would have been, I mean, like I know speaking, you know, personal experience when I went over there, when you're walking towards the pitch and everyone around you talking about the team and, and getting excited for the match and you kind of think, oh, crap, you know, like there are, I'm, I'm around other city supporters and it's, it's a pretty unreal experience. Yeah, it's, I think the most city supporters I've been around is probably the five genuine city supporters that were at the, the FA Cup night at that time and, and the bunch of ring-ins that we got. Um, to be honest, we, we missed the kick a little bit because um, we weren't used to such an early kickoff because I think it was oh, right. 12.30. So and obviously here, games kick off at, at like five at the earliest or three at the earliest. So we were, we were a bit behind. and um, So we, we rushed off to the pubs and they were, they were already chioffers by the time we got there. But I mean, it, that kind of made it as well. Um, like not being able to move in the pub and, and struggling yeah. to get a beer, I guess it's kind of a part of it. Um, so yeah, we bounced from a from a few different pubs and then eventually found our way to the game pretty um, drunk by that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, yeah, seeing people talk about about city and they're like, what? this is like, I have these conversations in my head all with yeah. you, and that's the only time they happen. Um, <laughs> so to be surrounded by a few a few thousand people doing the same same thing was cool and then i guess on the match itself um you know we, we actually started off reasonably okay for the first few minutes and i say first few minutes because they did score pretty early but i mean I, I remember i think we had a chance pretty early on i think it was uh Stuart or someone might have sprayed something wide but um look we, we were sort of in the match to start with and even going in at half time only one nil down it wasn't really the end of the world at that stage but yeah, I guess I guess when they opened the scoring after five minutes, it mustn't have been a, a great feeling. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't expect us to really win that, but like, I didn't expect it to just be over so kind of quickly. And yes, it was only one nil, but after that, they kind of just really built on the game, and we had a few chances, but like, we never really looked like we were going to get anything from it after that goal, which was just. Like I actually didn't see the deflection. I just thought he scored an absolute screamer, <laughs> just just from where I was stood. And yeah. I watched it back later, and I was like, 
a bit saltier that it, it took such a big deflection, but it is what it is. How was the, um, I guess, how was the atmosphere at halftime or even just in the first half? Did everyone sort of feel a bit deflated or was there still some sort of like, you know, trying to urge the team on to get the equaliser? Um, to be honest, I don't think it really changed at all throughout the game, um, especially because where I was was like right next to the Leeds end. So it was more um, just them giving the stick to us and, and us giving it back and, and so uh, the the game itself didn't really affect. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it probably would have been better if we were better, but I didn't really feel it decrease at any point. But um, on the atmosphere, uh, it's it's good, but I also find it a little bit cringy in the fact that there's like 12 year old kids that can be like giving you stick and acting all high <laughs> because they've got the segregation and stuff. Yeah. So it's like. And like and you, you help us, there's nothing you can do. But like this little specky twelve year old kid was just <laughs> ripping into it. And like, well, well, shit. Like, yeah. forget the pump. What, what can I do yeah, now? Yeah, well, actually, speaking of, and I guess because you were near their end, were you on the side where they walked the supporters? You know, they, yeah. they got the, was, was that right in front of you? How, how was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I like I I just assumed they would have been kicked out, not walked yeah. to the side, and it gave me the idea because we couldn't get tickets for. Because my brother's obviously a Villa fan, we couldn't get tickets into the Villa end for the for their Leicester game, so it gave me the idea of like, just buying tickets in the Leicester end and saying we're Villa fans and getting walked across. <laughs> but obviously, that's not how it should work. Um, I mean, it was it was pretty funny. I wish I had a beer to throw at him. Um, <laughs> it was funny watching him get stick and shit, but um, it was also a bit shit that they were in there in the first place and the fact they didn't get kicked out. But that was. Health and safety point of view, like you said, you know, it's a bit of fun. You can chuck a beer or something at them. But if, if someone threw something more significant at them, I mean, the, mm. the the cops are basically sort of almost encouraging it by parading them in front of everyone to take them down to the um, the away end. Because obviously you're basically saying, here's these guys who've bought tickets in the home end and, you know, have a go at them. Yeah, exactly. It was just a free-for-all and anyone that had anything they could, they could throw. Luckily, as you say, there wasn't anything more more dangerous that, that could have done some damage um, and then- it kind of just collapsed and, and it did end up a 4-0 game um, but, but like you're saying I guess when you're actually at the game the result when it gets to that point doesn't really become the main focus it's more about the banter with the away fans and you know just trying to get a, get a bit of stick at them and, and all that sort of thing yeah yeah um, and like in fairness to them and I hate to say it they are really good the yeah. Leeds fans um they they really well they show, obviously they they show up everyone knows they they tell everyone how good they are, um, but yeah no they they were good and, and they sang well and we didn't we didn't sing like as much as I kind of expected like didn't do chance and stuff as much as I kind of thought but again they could have been you know the four nil playing apart and that's it as well I feel like. Um... I guess the sort of the fight goes out of the crowd even when we've been mm. on such a poor run of form that it's just loss after loss at the moment that um and it's actually weird to think back on now that it's been almost a month since games just about that we were in such a horrendous run of form um and the mm. way that it sort of petered out after um Bowen and Grzyki left um we'll talk about that Stoke game now where you look at that game and you think going into it, we were actually above them on the table. You think this is a real chance to turn things around to sort of dig the feet in and to, to lose five, one and the manner of the goals to be three nil down after 20 minutes where, um, was it Powell and Klukas both got two goals each credit to Klukas at least didn't celebrate when he scored after what he did against Swansea the other week. But, um, 
how how is that one for you? Um, we'll talk about the city goal in a second, but just more from the from the point of view of you know Stoke scoring so easily and 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 sort of a game that you'd expect to be much more of a fifty fifty. Um, so yeah, this one's interesting because so obviously like the first the first two goals you're like well well shit like we're yeah. getting smashed smashed by a team that's below us well we're in a relegation scrap like this shouldn't happen but then by the time the three nil the third goal goes in it's like there's this weird like phenomena in football where you're so bad that you don't let yourself be miserable anymore and you kind of like like take the piss a little yeah. bit so like and and it got, when they scored the third goal, it was like three hundred and twenty-five minutes or something. Then we kind of realised we weren't going to get anything from the game, and and it turned to like we just went through the whole repertoire of, of city chants. Like there were like Ian Ashby chants and Steve Bruce chants, and um and and like we're doing uh, like you've only scored four against us, yeah. like singing to the Stoke fans. Um, and it got to that point where yeah, where where I I had a lot more fun at that game, even though like on the pictures, uh, but they're, they're both miserable, I guess. But just the fact that it was over so quickly kind of did us a favour, or did me a favour anyway. And and I was going to say, I mean, it's almost more fun to go to those away games because it's such the it's it's so much the diehard away travelling supporters. You kind of and you're all grouped together, so you've got all the singing and everything together. You stand for the whole game. It's it's almost more of a fun experience. And like you said, I mean, yeah, obviously you'd rather you'd be three up after twenty minutes, but. One way or the other, you know, when you're three down, you suddenly just go, oh, well, let's just make a day of it. We'll just have a bit of fun. And you just yeah. don't expect anything out of the game. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. And that's exactly what, what we did in the end. We were the old um, let's pretend we scored a goal yeah. um, happened a few times. But, yeah, that, that's exactly right. We, we made a day of it. We, we got pissed. So, yeah. Yeah, and then and then of course De Silva did score right at the end or towards the end of the game, just as a consolation. But at least then you can say you've seen a city goal live. Um, must have been a pretty fun experience. I reckon I was the happiest guy <laughs> in the stadium. We're down five one, and I reckon I was the happiest guy in Stoke. I was I was just oh, over the moon. That's all I wanted. Like at, at, at that point, I just wanted the goal. Yeah, and like it was a bit like it's it's not gonna come. It's not gonna come. I'm going to come over here. We're going to lose four nil and, and four nil. I think it was four nil again. Was it? Five? I think it would. I think it was four. Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, yeah. I thought well, I'm going to say back to back four nil losses, <laughs> and then and then yeah, that that happened, and I was just oh over the moon. And I had like I guess everyone was like kind of looking at me, like everyone around me was like, why is this kid so happy? Like <laughs> we're getting spanked, and he's like overcome with joy. But yeah, it was cool to see, and and I think he was arguably like not much to say but he was probably one of our better players on the yeah. day um and so i think him getting that it was yeah deserved yeah i mean look lopez has been one of the finds of the season really i mean i remember when we signed him from it was wigan i think where they sort of said he's this lightweight kid who's not really not really good enough he's not really up to it and um and he just slotted in in center midfield and even against leeds there were times where he was just sort of not not running the midfield because obviously their 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 midfield was sort of all over us for most of the game. But whenever he was on the ball, he just seemed so composed. And you know, he as small as he is, he doesn't really get out muscled. He just sort of like shrugs under the guy and gets through a tackle or whatever. So he's been very impressive. Yeah, um, I think every time he got the ball, he was the only one that really looked dangerous until until we made some substitutions and and KOB came on. Um, but literally the only person that looked like doing any damage at all was him. Um, every, yeah, I remember him picking the ball up in midfield and, 
and getting through a few players and it's like what like normally it's it's the guys in red and white doing that to yeah. us why why have we started doing that it was, yeah and then obviously got cut short somewhat i mean um so you saw you saw these two city games you saw do you see villa against leicester or did you just see villa uh, against city i uh, no, i saw yeah i saw the the league cup final against yeah. city and i saw them play leicester get battered by leicester what was the score on the leicester one uh, 4-0, so my brother and I, I was, both got 4 0 uh, I was going to say, and, 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 and the League Cup final was, was it 5-1 five, five, or something? Nah, no, well? that, that was only 2-1. Oh, 2-1. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, that I put up it, a fight. That was... Cool. I had it in my head that, that all all of your games were four-goal four margins, but okay, so there was, <laughs> there was at least one close one. Um, yeah, how, yeah, that's right. How was, the, how was the League Cup final at Wembley? Um... It's hard to say. Like I was, we, we were sat at the city end because we couldn't get tickets in the building end. And obviously, yep. city like uh, the price to city end <laughs> and whatever. Um, but like, yeah, it, the game itself was really good. That was definitely the best game of of our teams that we saw. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Villa put up a good fight. Um, but it was good to see like 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 Kevin De Bruyne started on the bench and then he came on and like <laughs> against a tired Villa, it was just like like whoa. I, I literally just had like like a KDB cam with my eyes. Like I yeah. only watched him for, for a good five or 10 minutes. He was just, yeah, probably, probably the best footballer that I've seen live now. I can, I can say that. Um, yeah, it was, no, but Wembley was cool. Like just to be able to, again, another thing I wanted to tick off for, for a long time. And you also saw, was it full, who was it? Fulham, uh, that first yeah, game Fulham, that you saw. Swansea. Um, yeah, it was just that game against Swansea, wasn't it? Where, uh, Mitrovic scored right at the end. Yeah, he um he missed the penalty in the in the eighty eighth minute and then scored in, in stoppage time, which was really cool. We're in the we're in the Fulham end. Um yeah, we it was freezing. It was so cold. That was literally the day we arrived and I didn't like I knew it was cold, but like I didn't prepare well enough that <laughs> night. <laughs> um yeah, that was that was good fun. That was really good fun. And then, um And then you were gonna head over to it was it were you going straight over to Italy after that? And then, and then you're going to see a couple of games there, or what was the plan? Um, so we went to Poland after after the Leeds game, I think. Yeah, went to Poland after the Leeds game, and we saw the Krakow derby, oh, which yeah. was which was pretty cool. Um, the away fans weren't allowed there, which kind of ruined it a little bit. But it's meant to be like really like fierce and and dangerous and stuff. So we got an element of that. Um, yeah. There was a lot of a lot of power, which was fun. Um, but yeah, without the away fans, it was never like what we built it up to be. Um, and then, yeah, the plan was to go to Italy and see, see the San Siro, which I'm now never be able to do. Um, yeah, crazy. it was AC Milan Roma, which would have been a, like a, a decent game too. Um, and then, yeah, the plan was Germany to see, we we're going to try and get tickets to the, the Bayern, Bayern Chelsea. Do they play Chelsea? In Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To that, um, we, we had accommodation in Munich, but we didn't have tickets to it yet, so we're going to try to scalp them. And then the Olympia Stadion for the Berlin Derby was the final game that we didn't get to see, which was the one I was maybe most excited for, probably aside from all. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's, I still had fun. I still had a lot of fun in the, in the two and a half, three weeks that, that we were there, and I got to take a, a lot of things off, so I yeah, can't definitely. really complain. And then looking looking back at it now, I mean, you probably saw just about the last live football that will have fans in it, at least you'd expect if the season does resume, um, for the season. Because what, our, our game against Stoke was our last game, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Jeez. So um, I mean, it worked, it worked out well in that sense. We 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 were deciding whether to come home on the Friday or the Saturday because we had tickets to Villa Chelsea on the Saturday. But oh, right. It was it was like a few hundred dollars cheaper if we came home on the Friday, and we're like, look, like we'll just we we'll bite the bullet and yeah. just, just and then and end up getting pulled off after we booked our, our tickets home. So that that worked out really well in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess then that sort of leads into the broader question of, you know, on the assumption that the season does resume, do you have any sense or, or, or how do you see uh, City finishing off the season? I mean, from my point of view, the big silver lining of all of this is because we had so many injuries and so many issues with the side in those last few weeks, at least this way we come back with a fully fit side. Like guys like Eves, who was meant to be out for the season, Lewis Potter, who was injured with a hamstring injury or whatever he had, even um, even Scott, the guy that we recruited from Scotland, who was um, who, who had that ankle injury and was meant to be out for the season, guys like that, all of a sudden, maybe there's a chance that they do come into the side and they do play a part. So it's um, and like Hobie Kane, all those guys as well. So um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens if the season does start up again. But but how do you see City sort of maybe pulling together and maybe getting out of the mess? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. Um... I, that's what I was thinking this whole time. Like we're going to get so many players back, particularly our centre back. That's yeah. that's the one I'm most excited for because obviously we have been incredibly leaky. Um, yeah, I I think with with a fully fit squad, we will obviously not get smashed. And I think we will have enough in us. Like again, m- mostly with Jordi and, and Reese back. That's that's just enormous for us. So I think, I mean. Yeah, I think we'll stay up. I don't think we'll make it look pretty, but I think we'll end up staying up if it does resume at any point. Yeah. But another thing would be like, so people like Herbie Kane um, are on loan. So I know, it's like, what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess everyone's been asking that question, but yeah, that's that's a weird one. Hey, um, do we have any players that are off contract or... Um, well, so Henriksen and Dicko are the big ones I can think of who are out on loan, and I'm gonna be. Re- it's gonna be really interesting to see if if FIFA or whoever enforces these. They're sort of saying, well, maybe you know everyone will have their contracts extended by a month or whatever, so that the season can get finished. But I can imagine that the Alums aren't gonna be happy if they're stuck paying Dicko Henriksen essentially, you know, Premier League or Upper Championship wages when. We're basically saying, well, hang on, they're out of contract. We don't want them. They don't want to be here. Let's just not sign them. And then, like you're saying, what happens with all of the um, all of the loan players? Then I think there's guys like Irvine and stuff who are, who have, I don't know if they're out of contract and they've got the option to extend. And I haven't heard anything about extending them. But I guess at the moment everything's just completely up in the air. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't think they'll be able to to start it again anyway. Yeah. Because can you imagine? And then it's a matter of. Can you imagine if they started it again, and then they said, "Okay, you're going to play a game every three days," and then Device pulls his hamstring and he's out for two weeks, and instead of that meaning he's going to miss three games, it means he's going to miss like six or seven games, like, and then we yeah. go down. Like the the amount of stink that people like clubs would kick up if they said, "We've been relegated, but we've only been relegated because of this whole mess." Like I just don't see how they're going to resume it. They're just going to have to call it, or they're going to have to say. No relegation, and maybe the top two teams go up or something. Yeah, look, I'm happy if they don't put leads up. 
I know, I'm, so I'm uh, hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the Liverpool thing. No Liverpool title, no Leeds promotion, Hull stay up. You know, that would be the perfect trifecta. Yeah, it, it really would. <laughs> I've, I've been saying that this whole time. Like, yeah. obviously coronavirus is horrible. Yeah. Um, but in terms of football, for me, it's really done me favours. It is peak banter um, period where everyone's been saying, you know, like the world's going to end to stop Liverpool winning the title. And now it's actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, um, whether it's through football or whether it's through the virus, I, I think we will stay up. It's going to be really interesting times. And um, thank you everyone for listening in for this episode. We will try to come back uh, at some point, whether it's to do um, a preview of the next ga- game that we've got, if there isn't a next game, whether it's a you know wrap-up of the season, whatever it is, we'll try and get some content coming your way to distract everyone during this time. But until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. This is on fire. We're going higher and higher. There's no turning back because you're out.